0: Hi, it's the Bugle Planet building in sunny Gotham City. It's Hey Kids Comics with two guys who are always ready to seduce the innocent. Your hosts, Andrew Farmer and the Jedi Cole Houston. And
1: now it's time for Hey Kids Comics. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Hey Kids Comics. I am Andrew Farmer with me, as always, the Jedi Cole Houston.
0: I I'm, I'm here but I'm I'm running a little hot and I'm running a little cold.
1: <laughs> He's hot he has he has this whole episode is going to be called The Katy Perry's, because sometimes <laughs> you're hot and you're cold. Um well, also hollow notes heart soul. Yeah, I, um, damn it, you got and uh like like you would not know. Robert you know? and Robert Palmer. <laughs> sometimes you got to feel the heat pushing you to decide. Fear Ah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be one of those kind of shows. <laughs> it's gonna be one of those kind of shows. Ah, we are ending a story arc. Cole, how do you feel? You feel good about that?
0: I am feeling really good about it. Yes.
1: Ma'am. Um. So, this is the last of our of our Flash's rogues. We saved the two, uh, I think, most interesting characters for last. Um, we've been doing this now for quite a while. Um, it's been super fun, super enlightening. Um, unfortunately, Cole, in this last issue, as light and as fun as this has been for the past uh, <laughs> for the past four issues, it's going to take a little bit of a dark turn right now. I, I hope you're ready for that. Yes,
0: I, I unexpectedly so. Uh, you know, I was just thinking these were like a couple of goofy gunslingers.
1: Yeah, we've been, and, and what's funny is they are the gunslingers of flashes rogues gallery right they're the they're, these are the cowboys of flashes we've dealt with people who like you know the, all the gimmicky top you know mirror mastery uh, uh, Pied pipery types but this is these are the these are the originators of the rogues basically the first two members of the they are the um, the kind of linchpins that hold everything together also for the longest time and I didn't realize this they hated each other. Which is why I call them the Hall and Oates of uh, Flash's ah, Game okay. Because I don't know if I've regaled you with this story, but Lacey and I went to see Hall and Oates um, in uh, oh. Cincinnati.
0: Oh my god, somewhere in the 200s
1: okay. that came up. Where? where...
0: Because I'm, I'm in the 260-some-odd where I left off uh, as far as listening to the past episodes of the show. Yeah. And yeah, it was we were referring to it as the uh, odd couple episode, yeah. Tour.
1: yeah. I mean they. It, it is obviously the, they work together. They know what side their bread's buttered on, but they cannot oh, yeah. stand to be on the same stage well, with each other. And they that's know what these it, two are.
0: Nobody's going to go to the you know Daryl Hall by myself tour.
1: I mean, I might, but if it was oh, Daryl Hall oh, yeah. and friends. Maybe, if he yeah. brought out some weirdos to play no, with him.
0: he doesn't have any friends. He doesn't no, have, his
1: only friend hates him.
0: <laughs> well, you know, the the on, the on onstage refrigerator had a line down the middle. That's how.
1: <laughs> right. <Christ laughs> right, Tony was Randall what... was angry. Um... <laughs> he
0: was out there throwing eel snacks at them from the audience.
1: Oh. <laughs> uh... But yeah, so today it's Captain Cold and Heatwave, and I'd like to start with Heatwave, even though Heatwave is um, the darker of the two rogues. And I'm going to go, okay, hot take right now, Cole. I am calling for legislation to disband circuses. (laughs) Right now, these criminal mills that rode from town to town, taking out the the um the miscreant class and giving them the skill set to become super criminals needs to be shut down. I'm I'm standing right now, I will filibuster on this with well, a list. And the
0: thing about it is that it's always the court of public opinion that makes the ruling. Sure. And inevitably a certain adventure eyed kid from Gotham
1: God damn it
0: gets brought up
1: (laughs) damn adventure i (laughs) kids,
0: and it sort of undermines the whole process yeah they're like one robin out of
1: out of 50 heat waves Yeah. yeah exactly see i don't i don't agree with that and i'll tell you why so let me let me get into the story of uh Of Rory Calhoun, otherwise known as Mick Rory, otherwise known as Heatwave. Heatwave, a founding member of the Rogues, so was one of the original Rogues. Um, Basically, from birth, was a pyromaniac. So he grew up outside of Central City, farm life, wide open fields. Um, First word, patches. Yeah. He's one of the – and what's what's sad about this is – in the comic book world, I could have become Heatwave because like a lot of young adolescent males that I know, I was obsessed with setting shit on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I'm the guy that would like go into the woods and like, with a can of spray paint and spray paint like a, a fallen log and just set it on fire and <laughs> just watch it burn. Oh <laughs> yeah. 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 And the it's thing dark. about it is,
0: you know, and statute of limitations, uh, having expired on these sorts of things. Sure. I think that's true of a lot of, like you say, pretty much every young boy, you, you court pyromania in your,
1: yeah, but what, what separates? I, I used
0: to like, like get a, a metal pie pan, mm-hmm. like a, like the Mrs. Paul's mm-hmm. leftover aluminum pie pan, and you could fill that with dead leaves and set it ablaze and be largely safe until a good gust of wind comes along. Oh,
1: sure, sure. And yeah. scatter
0: your blazing uh, creation all over the patio.
1: I used to um, take Zartan and turn them upside down. And, um, man, kids today won't know how how good we had it, because you could just uh, – Take it, for, it would take some patience, maybe 10 or 15 minutes, to just holding his little Zartan head to a hot light bulb until he melted and it was standing <laughs> straight up on this thing. And then you turn the light out, let it cool and adhere to the thing. And then you would just leave the room and forget all about doing it. And then your mom would come into the living room and turn <laughs> on the light. And then about 20 minutes later, she would smell burning plastic and not know where it was coming from and yell, Andy, what did you do? <laughs> And then I would have to come get poor deformed Sartan <laughs> off of the light. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah.
0: if he cooled off enough to be removable.
1: Yep. you have to peel them off of the light there. But what separates a lot of adolescent boys from uh, Rory uh, Calhoun, which is a better name than Mick Rory. You know, Mick yeah. Rory sounds like a like a like a like a Well it sounds like somebody
0: that would be uh, like the bad guy in that show the Highwayman.
1: <laughs> he sounds like a failed boy hey, in Dublin oh, in a pub somewhere. My old mate
0: McRory's in town. He's uh, turned out to be a bad seed. Piss <laughs> off, ghost! Oh, wrong, wrong.
1: <laughs> but it, you're not wrong. How about you're not wrong? Um, was that he burnt down his family's house with his family inside of it as an oh, adolescent okay. boy? he became become obsessed with fire to the point where he became a criminal arsonist and murderer as a child
0: yeah this is beyond uh you know beavis and butthead level oh
1: god yes okay <laughs> they're,
0: they're they're rank amateurs compared to uh, old Rory here
1: we uh you you had a callback there to uh to the to the great um, to, to the to the great uh, beavis and butthead uh, uproar of but uh, nineteen. 19- Ninety-two. When was that?
0: Collect uh, what I call antique controversy.
1: Yes, antique, antique controversy. controversy.
0: Goes to antique, it goes to antique a
1: lot quick. Physical goods. I, I love the concept of antique controversy. <laughs> I love the con- that is a great con- make. Write that down somewhere because. Um, antique Controversy will be coming up, I'm sure, on multiple shows multiple <laughs> times. <laughs> I really enjoy that. Okay, so he then gets taken in by his oh, uncle. Yeah. Um,
0: you should he... ask me about those little, uh, I can't remember what the hell the name of that toy line was that had the character iPus. Oh, we
1: talked about that, didn't we? Yeah. No, we will talk about that. That's something no. that will come up. We'll it hasn't come up yet. It, yeah. Yes. Um, he, um... Yeah, and, and the and the Breaking Bad figures and
0: oh yeah, yes. There's not as doesn't have near the vintage, but definitely a – me
1: the vintage. Are Quote, you a are you a, the, uh, are you a uh, toy controversy sommelier now? <laughs> yeah, we have a certain there there
0: are, uh, there are periods of antique controversy that define uh, a particular vintage or uh, a particular era.
1: <laughs> I love it, but so he he his uncle adopts him. You know they 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 deem it an accident. His uncle adopts him, um, and he you know goes about his life being obsessed with flames. And then uh, one day he goes on a school trip because here's what the thing here's the thing that that happens in comic books that I don't think happens they, in real life. They didn't life. take
0: those kids to the fire factory, did they?
1: No, but they did take them to the slaughterhouse. Of
0: course, you know the
1: classic field trip. The slaughterhouse.
0: Oh yeah, uh, What was it? Uh, Meat by death uh, tour.
1: Yes, yes, yeah. The whole animal tour of uh, of going to the the tail, kids. Out the (laughs) tail. Um, at which during which field trip, one of his friends, um, locks him in a uh, locks him in a walk-in freezer. Okay, um, and uh, eventually, like, like. Uh, being completely um, traumatized by this, as you would. Um,
0: yeah, that's, that's a scary thing. Just ask the Velociraptor in Jurassic Park.
1: He locks his friend in his house and then proceeds to set it on fire and burn it down. I'm noticing a pattern.
0: Oh, uh, okay.
1: And at that point, Mick goes, I might have a problem. <laughs> I think I have a problem. I've, I've killed not only my family, but the, the family of a schoolmate with fire. I might no. have a problem, um, and uh, well, then
0: they took it on tour as part of the Flaming Comedy Tour.
1: <laughs> I, you were so—you might be a you pyromaniac. Are, yeah. Jesus Christ! You—you <laughs> <laughs> you are so close to the truth that it's—it's it's almost oh uncanny. Because at this point, not only so at this point, he realizes that he has a problem. He's a pyromaniac. He has—he has a yeah. real problem, but also. He's cryptophobic from his time in the storage locker, so he's afraid of cold. He has, a, he has a, an intense fear of cold. Um, but knowing this, um, he ran away from home. Okay, at which point he joins the goddamn circus as a fire eater. <laughs> so you weren't <laughs> wrong. He does go on the fire comedy tour. It's just a circus. Okay. And he went to, so he became a fire eater to get his problem under control, which is not how you go about that. Um, no, I, I guess it kind of
0: internalizes it. Right, that you're taking the fire internally.
1: Right. Um, you are, you are, you. It's by prescription at that point. That's right. Um, but not for topical use. Eventually, he uh, just burns just down the circus. That's your dad parents you, creepy little. <laughs> Whoa, whoa! <laughs> but he burns down the circus, Cole. So it's all good. And is nobody noticing
0: the pattern? Yeah, or? I
1: don't know. I don't know. It's boys will well, be boys, I of, guess.
0: Lots of accidental burning. Uh... Right.
1: <laughs> boys will be boys, Cole. You're just gonna you burn down like, like. At what point do you look back on it and say maybe he had something to do with his parents, uh, with his parents' murder? Maybe, maybe, but at this point he, um, leans into it. Um, he leans into it. Um, he invents, I don't know where he got the ability to,
0: unless, you have to, what's that? You kind of have, to. you have to lean into
1: it. Yeah. I mean, you don't have a choice really. You've got to, you've got to really lean into what, what is happening, but he invents a fire gun, his now famous fire gun. Um, Don's in asbestos suit. Uh, mind you, this is before we knew what the problems with asbestos are. Yeah. So Don's in asbestos suit and starts uh, starts committing them crimes, baby. Yeah. And Central City starts uh, starts committing crimes. Start, and, uh, of course, through his commission of said crimes, he, um, he catches the eye of uh, the Flash, who is always... <sighs> Here's the thing. (laughs) I kind of get the feeling throughout this entire entire story arc that we've done, (laughs) and uh, just really kind of deep diving into a lot of the uh, origins and the stories of how the Flash got involved with these uh, with these super criminals. It's not unlike The Bachelor, (laughs) 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 where
0: only quicker.
1: Where Flash is, you know, the bachelor. And then there's all of these villains vying for The Bachelor. And it's almost like a reality show where who's going to get the rose? Who's going to get to be Flash's arch nemesis? So, you know, and, and to be – to evidence this, as, as further evidence, because of his fear of cold and because he's trying to buy for the attention of The Flash some crazy um, Stockholm Syndrome <laughs> – that goes on in this group some incestuous weird stockholm syndrome that goes on in this group i mean batman has the joker right where they just can't quit each other it's it's broke back mountain of of super oh
0: absolutely
1: of super rivalry um you know superman kind of has lex Luthor. um the flash has like 20 dudes and women out there just constantly yeah vying for his attention thank god he's as fast as he is this would get he's the bell
0: of, Oh, I know. He's the bell of the ball, basically. I mean, he really, uh, he's got a full dance card every night.
1: Every night.
0: Every night. Sometimes well into the next morning. It's,
1: this has to be exhausting for him. I don't know how he does it. Um, but becomes, bit, go ahead.
0: It, it just seems like, I think because he lives at such a fever pitch mm-hmm. that, there's a ratio involved at one batman superman etc villain per seven flash villain
1: okay there's an exchange rate
0: yeah yeah exactly
1: okay okay i i like that like i've been trying see the thing is i've been trying to figure out since we started this this story arc like why the flash has so many villains and why are they so goofy you know, we've talked about that almost in every issue, where it's just like, you know, the Batman, Batman's uh, Rogues Gallery. We we broke it down; they're all kind of a piece of Batman himself. You know, yeah. Where, where the Scarecrow kind of represents the fear, the Joker definitely, you know, represents the psychos, You know, and then the Penguin represents the the uh, professional side of Bruce Wayne being a you know being a criminal business mastermind. Like, you know, we went through all of it <laughs> with. With Spider Man, we kind of went through it as well, where it was all kind of representative of you know family and hope and and responsibility and and uh, but with Flash, it's really hard because I just I think
0: yeah I think Flash is just he's sort of the open invitation, you know it's like <laughs> on Craigslist versus you know a, a gold card in a, a fine. Uh, envelope, you know, pressed paper envelope, 100% he's, cotton.
1: He's lawn seeding. That you
0: get from, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, the Flash advertises in the back of magazine. <laughs> Batman, you got to know a guy who knows a guy.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think that, I think Flash's rogues gallery sort of triple A ball, right? It's sort yeah. of, it, it's sort of farm league. Because you have a shot, I think when you look at you know if you're going to break into Batman's Rogues Gallery, his real Rogues Gallery, you got to be something special.
0: Oh yeah, I mean it's not like they're going to let you um, just come walk in. And it will.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean you got to you got to be something special. You got to fight and claw your way to the top. There hasn't been a new member of Batman's Rogues Gallery in sixty years.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, okay, by way of example, if we're going to follow this line of questioning, Bane. Yeah. Bane got in because he could waltz in with nine kinds of cool and badass and tough and everything you need in a Batman rogue. The top would never have been able to do something
1: like that. Correct. And, ba- and, and the thing is, Bane comes in, breaks Batman's back, puts him out of commission for a year – or two yeah. years, or however long in comic book time it was. <laughs> and he's still, in in the world of Batman's rogues, kind of a joke. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, kind of, never, still never fully broke through the big ranks into the Penguins and the Jokers and the Catwomans and the, you know, and the Riddlers. Kind of shows up every couple years and... Bah, bah, and then just, you know, gets... Gets put down, and, and he's kind of a henchman-y type of guy, even at this point.
0: Well, he's the henchman's henchman and that he's a henchman with henchmen.
1: <laughs> right. In the MLM that is Batman's rogues gallery.
0: He's willing to play both fields, where you know it would be below Joker to uh, hang out as Riddler's henchman for just this one caper.
1: Right. Right. No, you're 100% right. Yeah. I look at it. I seriously, here's the way I look at it. It's an MLM. It's a multi-level marketing scam, right? You got your, your big ones at the top are the only ones making any money. Yeah. Then it, then you got your lieutenants. We talked about this. You got your lieutenants down here, you know, Bane will step in every once in a while, you know, when, when he needs the extra money or when he needs, you know, when he needs something and he'll, he'll pick up some scraps, and he'll pick up some Yeah, well, Bane's the
0: one who's like, you know, having the barbecue sauce and accessories party at his apartment.
1: Sure, sure. <laughs> he's, he's he's having the he's he's the Avon Lady of Gotham, of the yeah. um, of the Batman super villains. But anyway, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think I think you hit the nail on the head talking about Flash's villains. There's just it is the it's easier to get in. Flash lets everybody in. You all, Everybody gets oh, yeah. a shot at Flash.
0: If you put on a brightly colored costume, build some goofy-ass tech, and go rob a bank, Flash will come and put us down. Right. And then you're in. I mean, that's that's your, your sole prerequisite.
1: Right, right. You're going to it's, get the invite. It's not that hard. Right, you're going to get the e-vite. You're going to get the e-card to join the rogues at that's that right. point
0: congratulations Is, you're in the rogues so
1: congratulations that's... Pied Piper will be by with your card
0: <laughs> yeah it's like she's the one doing the barbecue uh, parties this he, week
1: he's hosting the potluck so yeah.
0: Um,
1: but yeah so he um he then becomes Heatwave, runs around with his suit runs around with his gun um, develops a really strong adversarial rivalry for a long time with captain Cole. Because he. Well, hates... it, it
0: makes sense because it's similar, a very similar story in the '30s, with Oileo. No, oh, no. And Mister Waters.
1: <laughs> I mean, I know the history of Muggerbill pretty well.
0: <laughs> so... You remember. Oileo and Mister Waters in the early days, they were among the founders of Muggerville.
1: They were they were the they were in the uh, the golden age of Muggerville.
0: That's right, and uh, according to the uh, biography, uh, they were literally the uh, Fred and Ethel of Muggerville and that they put on a brave face in front of the cameras and everything, but they in their private lives could not stand each other.
1: Correct, correct. Uh, they kept yelling, you got jelly in my peanut butter, and nobody knew what it meant, because yeah, those, there were, there due to really high tariffs in Muggerville, there were no peanut butter or jelly. Couldn't yeah. bring it in. Couldn't bring it yeah, in.
0: Uh, it,
1: they called it even the Jimmy illegal. Carter Act.
0: <laughs> yeah, not even illegally. That was the amazing thing. You know, here's they, a town based on crime, and they still could not Get around to that particular edict.
1: It was based on crime, but man, they they had a really strong code of conduct that they would not yeah, break. That was crossing true. a line that even they wouldn't cross in a Muggerville. Bringing peanut but butter into that,
0: that town. A, a lot of there were literally on the outskirts of town were so many peanut butter and jelly restaurants that <laughs> normally would never have last a week, much less thrive for decades. <laughs>
1: There was definitely like a there was it was a prohibition town, um,
0: yeah, on the Canadian
1: border. Uh, it was on the Canadian border. You had to cross over to get your peanut butter, but it was dry. It was a dry Muggerville is a dry is in a dry county. Yeah, Canada dry. Wow,
0: <laughs> that's what they called it. Canada dry.
1: So uh, Rory goes in and out of jail for a long time. You know, struggling with his pyromania, trying to get it under control, loses control of it, goes out, sets some fires, robs a bank, melts a melt, melts a bank vault, makes off with a bunch of money, uh, <laughs> goes back into jail, the revolving door system, you know, again, abolish all circuses. I'm just putting it out there. Um,
0: he, In addition to being a hotbed of future criminals of America. Sure. The FCA. Um <laughs> They, the circuses are also, um, you know, law of unintended consequences and all. There are so many tinkerers
1: working in
0: circuses that inevitably you're going to come up, you're going to pick up a few tricks on, like, say, how to make a handheld device that belches unlimited flame.
1: They all know how to make a gun that does something. Yeah. Mirror guns, and, and most of guns, them don't know guns. why they do it. like, so, you know, I,
0: he can have this. I made it a while back. I don't know why. It's a gun that makes cold. I mean, you tell me. Somebody's breaking your house. Ooh, I'm going to give you a shiver.
1: You can have it. <laughs> oh no, well, trust me. Here, here in a second, we'll start talking about Captain Cold, and it's it's unseemly how his gun comes into being. We'll say <laughs> that. Um, but anyway apparently something we haven't talked about is at some point in all of these criminals careers the top with his um psychic abilities that comes from staring at tops too long that we yeah. discussed in the tops in the in, in the top episode um hypnotizes all of these rogues into going straight
0: oh really
1: yeah so he hypnotizes rory into going straight at which point rory becomes a firefighter and he's real good at it <laughs> Of course he
0: is. I mean, there's that old axiom and all. Right. I mean, who better to fight fires than the fire guy?
1: Um, And and on top of all of that, the friends Barry Allen starts hanging out with the Flash as a friend. Like, just like going and getting beers with the Flash. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, um, I mean, it,
0: it's not like they weren't familiar. True. It's like somebody you see in a... Gather, you know, an annual gathering every single year, and eventually you just strike up a conversation.
1: Yeah, and and eventually you're like, well, you know, I'm in town for for business, or I just moved a half hour away from you. Oh, cool, there's this, like, you know, restaurant halfway between us. We should meet up every once in a while and have dinner. And just... There's,
0: just, there's this amazing peanut butter and jelly restaurant.
1: <laughs> oh, is it outside of town? Oh, you know it is. Yeah. <laughs> But eventually Rory goes back to his criminal ways, as always, um, and, uh, you know, then reforms again in the 90s um, and works for Camdas because he knows a bunch about fire, I guess. Um, But, you know, he goes – he bounces back and forth for a long time and is still currently um, a member of Flash's Rose Gallery. But he's a really dark – character he's one of the darkest characters yeah. we ever talked about he literally arson murdered families with the people i don't know if we can say that about the joker
0: uh, on, a, on a serial level i mean yeah i mean joker kills a lot of people but mostly with like poisons and gases and bang guns and...
1: yeah yeah no this guy is a is a serial killer
0: he doesn't come and like set you ablaze in your sleep and then...
1: he should be in jail <laughs> Yeah. He is one hundred percent a serial killer. <laughs> Which is weird because the rogues have a no killing rule. So I guess during that time period he didn't do any killing. Well, I but, guess once
0: he was all grown up he really uh, switched over to just simply burning things. Yeah, I
1: guess. Just <laughs> that's that's I think their no killing rule is more akin to Batman's no killing rule, where it's like yeah. I, I don't directly kill anybody, but if if yeah, if that
0: concussion leads to a terminal coma, I blame the coma. <laughs> <Right>. What? No, <laughs> you, no, that's not how that works. Not on You're me. Try. Right. I got he, the being... he wouldn't have, still be alive today. If he <laughs> had litigate. a hit him a crowbar, he'd still he wouldn't have had a coma, would he?
1: Listen, Batman coma. litigates. All right, <laughs> that's not me. He
0: has. He has a moral compass that is
1: adjustable. That's true. That is true. He does have a moral compass that is adjustable. All right. Let's move on to the big dog. The person who, in my opinion, got the rose in the bachelor rose ceremony from The Flash to become his arch nemesis to have and to hold forever and ever. One.
0: Until season two.
1: Until season two. One. And I've seen it both ways. It's either it's either. Leonard Snart or Leonid Snart? Wow. Yeah, I, I think I got um, what it, what uh, Man- mandala affected <laughs> at some point <laughs> by that. Um, I think I, I got Berenstein Baird by that. Um, but yes, let us discuss Captain Cold, <laughs> one of the weirdest characters in comic books. <laughs> because from what I understand, you know, an asbestos suit is bad enough. Because, yes. from in all the maps that's, you see, go ahead, go ahead, I no, want to hear your take uh, on uh, this asbestos
0: suit. It's best incredibly dense and heavy cloth out of necessity, and harder to find these days. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, yeah, he's had that asbestos suit forever. And, 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 oh yeah, it,
0: it, it has a skank factor that no, you know, just diving in a pool of Febreze won't correct.
1: Right. It has to be cleaned pretty regularly and pretty thoroughly. I wonder, so we've talked about this in the past, like superheroes and supervillains have to have doctors, right? They have to yeah. have accountants. They have to have their own insurance and HR, you know, people. Do you think that they have dry cleaners?
0: There's bound to be some services, you know, where it's like, you know, uh, no questions asked, modernizing.
1: Yeah. yeah, like because if somebody walks in. If I walk into the dry cleaner and I got my heat wave costume and I'm like, here you go, you know, I'll pick it up in three days. There's a decent chance that I'm heat wave.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> 70, yeah. 70, a, 30, I'm heat wave, right?
0: The, the likelihood of somebody just being there to ask you a few questions when you'd come back three days.
1: Right. So, like, you have to have someone that is... Trustworthy enough to take your, to know your superhuman identity, your superhero identity, to launder your clothing. It's just another thing to think, God, it would be such a pain in the ass to be a superhero. It's
0: it's hard to be a superhero or a supervillain because if you're a supervillain, everything's strictly cash.
1: Gotta be. It's a cash society at that point. Yeah. For sure. So,
0: you know, you're. And then that leads to expensive. Banking to you know bypass that.
1: Oh sure, yeah, you're right. It, there's a lot there. We've talked about it before, but
0: so the, the fees are horrendous, and then that just. I mean, the thing about it is, I think ultimately these uh, underground banks are the most culpable because they're perpetuating an already bad situation.
1: I yes, yes,
0: because the you know the necessity of having to. Pay the exorbitant fees to have access to your hard-earned cash, as they say on the ads that nobody sees because they're like on the deep web or whatever they call that.
1: <laughs> They've got their own internet.
0: You yeah. The has uh, got their own internet. And, and it's murderous on pop-ups. Oh, this sure? is like mid-80s level. It's unstoppable.
1: <laughs> um, you know who I blame? 100% circuses I blame circuses
0: it's, oh, okay yeah. it's all the it all circuses
1: back.
0: well have you ever used an ATM at a circus <laughs>
1: no god no
0: I have some been... of the worst fees ever <laughs> and everything's covered in hay
1: it's all covered in hay god damn it god damn it um yeah so so Leah Stark. start um where do we even start with this it's kind of the same story had an abusive family, went to live with his grandfather. His grandfather drove an ice truck, if that gives you any indication of how long ago. Um, this...
0: I'm, I'm getting a little
1: top vibe here. you get getting a little top vibe?
0: Yeah, because I, I think maybe he stared too much at
1: ice in the back <laughs> of the truck. stared too much at ice. Um, but he's one of the only ones that just didn't have the career that all these other guys did where there was some defining moment that made him a criminal. There was a defining yeah. moment that made him captain cold, but he just went straight into like petty hood shit crime, like knocking over liquor stores and, and that shit real early in his life. Um, they, uh, so these, <laughs> this one's funny. So, you know, the, the goggles that he wears, the, the, uh, Rick Ocasek, David Byrd. <laughs> Devo goggles that he wears pretty much constantly. Um, the the
0: Inuit travel yeah.
1: goggle. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, they were issued to him by the gang leader um, because of, like, a uh, muzzle flash. So he was given a gun. He was given some visors. And... Um,
0: most of the boys here have pretty sensitive vision, so we started uh, bringing in a lot of these, you know.
1: So his first – so his meet-cute was – with the Flash was as just a small-time hood. So he okay. was robbing a bank. He didn't. He wasn't Captain Cold. He was just Leonard Snart robbing a bank and uh, was picked up by, uh, by the Flash and went to jail. Well, when he got out, he uh, decided he was going to go on his own. He'd be better off on his own. And, of course um, he wasn't gonna be able to, to become a criminal unless he handled the flash situation so, so, true. so in read so he was reading the paper and he saw a thing about it and here's the, I love it because this is the most like I can equate it to anything today but I but keep in mind this was probably 1959 1960 because he he, he, it, he was in maybe it was 58 57 maybe it was his first his first outing um because he, he he was reading in the paper about how they were going to create a a uh, or how they had created a cyclotron and how the cyclotron might be able to uh to mess with the flash's ability to run fast so he gets it in his oh head. okay so somehow because apparently everybody who lives in central and keystone cities is a, is a is an engineering genius i don't know how that works like why don't you why doesn't somebody harness the you know, the brain trust that lives in these two twin cities and make a you know <laughs> <coughs> create a utopian society instead of having Leonard Snart small time hood, who develops a a machine to harness cyclotron power, <laughs> proceeds to break into the, you know, the what would be the 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 large Haldar Collider of its time. And um and charge up his experimental cyclotron gun that he made, which is his gun, his, his cold gun. Um, he, um, so as he's working on his thing, you know, he gets caught, a guard busts in and catches him. And he, he's going to scare the guy with the gun. He's going to, he's going to, oh, you I'm going to scare you. And he pulls the trigger oh, in- and a bunch intimidating. of intimidating. Yeah. I'm going to intimidate you. But instead of intimidating him, cold comes out. <laughs> I love the I love the fact that, that cold comes out. It's not <laughs> The Cyclotron gave the gun cold powers. Yeah. Um
0: just I mean, good thing he wasn't like I mean when you get a new gun you should really take it to like the range or something. Yeah, you should test it. Try it out. It out. Yeah, you should always test fire. I read enough Jack Reacher novels to know the first thing you do is test fire.
1: I read enough Jack Reacher novels to know that he should just bring my wallet back. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the best Jack Reacher novel. No, that,
0: that is, uh, I think, uh, was it Lee? No, what's his name? Uh, anyway, his the author uh, certainly benefited heavily from us both, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> Did he? Nothing, stole nothing like head? that. That
0: dead-eyed murder machine,
1: <laughs> played by Tom Cruise, ineffectively effectively in the movie, okay. yeah, it wasn't so bad. It wasn't so bad. It I know, wasn't I know
0: it. bad, but he uh, wasn't uh, like a, an untested gun, intimidating. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and and it should be noted that that uh, Captain Cole was supposed to be a throwaway villain. All of these guys were supposed to be. Again, we've talked about how, um, and I, I don't know how far back we talked about this. You'll know better than I do, but how a lot of these villains that we continue to talk about over and over again were, were supposed to be throwaway villains. They were supposed to be. One- oh yeah,
0: it, it's come up many times because I, I think a, a lot of it's kind of like movie villains. We all complain about you know the long-lived villains in the comics gets discarded in the first movie they're in. Right. And we don't realize that was always the intention, but somebody else comes along, more often than not, that says, hey, you know, I remember Captain Cold. I've got a story in mind that requires cold, and they're revived. And then I think it literally becomes one of these situations where if they're brought back more than a couple of times, then they're entrenched. Yeah, and then they start to get two issue stories or five issue stories, or they're teaming up with somebody else, or all of a sudden you can't get rid of these
1: guys. Well, and I think you know the what we talked about in the past was these guys that were coming in to create comics didn't know or think that they were going to be doing it for ten years.
0: That's like so true.
1: Years. This was going to be. Just a... Yeah, a flash. It's a
0: little sidebar, exactly. This is just something to do until something better comes along, and then all of a sudden you're making, you're getting popular.
1: Right, people are (laughs) wanting these these, and people and there were you know they all of a sudden they had fans, and they wanted these characters, and they wanted to see more. The Captain Cold got a good reception. They were like this guy. Yeah, really? Like,
0: (laughs) do you what part of the cyclotron gave his gun ice
1: power to <laughs> not read or register. Exactly. We spent so little time creating this guy, and now we have to make him a thing.
0: Like, well, There's shit. Something. I was, I was on the toilet. Yeah, Captain Cold. Okay, we're we got it. Yeah,
1: we got. Uh, Bill.
0: <laughs>
1: right. Somebody write down Captain Wait. Cold.
0: That's Right.
1: But you know, I think a lot of these characters fall into that category. You know, I think there's yeah. very few characters we have today that have lasted 80 years, 70 years, 60, that weren't characters that were supposed to be one issue or two issue villains. Because there's a shit ton of those that haven't gotten the same treatment. You know, there exactly. are, for every Captain Cold, there are a hundred other Flash villains mm-hmm. that never got mm-hmm. the time of day.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, where are you, Shrapnel? <laughs> I'm not 100% that was a Flash villain. I think it was.
1: I, even if it wasn't, I guarantee it was somebody's villain. I know it was somebody's yeah. villain.
0: And I guess the question still stands,
1: where are you? It's, it's a, that's a Paul Simon song, isn't it?
0: I guess, yeah, uh, where are you, Shrapnel? Um, you left me when I was truly alone. Uh, I, I don't really remember the lyrics that well. I can, I can almost do uh, Captain Fantastic, though.
1: But the, and also, it should be noted that in the comic,
0: Captain... I it should be
1: noted that I can almost do Captain Fantastic. It should be. It should be noted. It is noted. It is in the. It is in our lexicon now that you can all almost right. do. Cap- yeah, it is recognized. That's... The board recognizes Cole Houston's ability. That
0: makes me and Elton John smile.
1: <laughs> I can almost do all of Captain Jack. Um, oh wow! From uh, from Billy Joel. Yeah, which is a, a disturbing song, but uh, good nonetheless. Um, also, almost went under the name Mr. Arctic, the human icicle, <laughs> and has the power, what they say is he has the power of absolute zero. So the cyclotron oh. gave gave his you gun.
0: You know, I think he did a movie called Less Than Absolute Zero.
1: He did. He did. It had a great soundtrack. Yeah. Um,
0: love that didn't have captain fantastic on it though it It didn't
1: though it didn't have it didn't have (laughs) we should we should recut everything with captain fantastic on it um
0: just just do a jim cameron on piranha too
1: (laughs) but that's what um that's what sets him apart from icicle and all of the other people in the dc universe who use cold powers is he has theoretical absolute his gun makes theoretical absolute zero which means not only can he just freeze people and magically they – here's the, the – the thing about freezing somebody, Cole, I don't know if you know this, is they don't thaw well. I don't know if you no, know No,
0: generally that. they uh, – rule of thumb is frozen people thaw dead.
1: Yes, yes, I, yes. Uh,
0: which, you know, thank goodness for uh, comic book physics. Right. Because that would play havoc, havoc with the no-kill rule.
1: Correct. But they thaw fine right?
0: He can also make... I guess some zero is more absolute than others. He
1: can make cold mirages, which are like heat mirages. So, he can do that.
0: Uh, Again, with the physics. Yeah. uh, Different different kind of world there. But, I mean, you know, why should we uh, quibble over
1: the absolute... (laughs) We We should
0: quabble. The absolute zero gun when... You know, uh, there'll be, uh, there's the flash.
1: Right, and nobody's gonna. thing about
0: about that bothers the hell out of me is when I get really focused on one thing and realize absolutely everything else in this guy's universe doesn't make any damn sense either. <laughs> Leave him alone! I want. I...
1: <laughs> Just... Listen, Samuel L., I'm gonna need you to calm down. What I. What I really want is one... I want there to be a supervillain who's in... Call him the troll. That's fine. Um, Whose job it is is to hang out in Central City and just pick apart these villains and their abilities. Oh, yeah? You got shoes that can walk on compressed air? (laughs) Just, like, just berate these guys. Like, that's... Yeah, yeah, that's not... that, That science doesn't hold up. Show me the facts, dude. Like, but anyway, yes, he can... And, and his gun also allows him to make cold fields that slow things down. I imagine because you go into it and you say, shit, it's cold.
0: Yeah. That's that's like, pretty you much know, it. I,
1: I, I should get a I should get a sweater. But he puts on the parka, lands the name Captain Cold. Um, let's, goes... let's
0: talk about this parka um, real quick. Yeah, let's, let's this, dig into this that. Is among the reasons that I paired these two, despite them being like Olio and... <laughs> and, and whatever the hell the water one was, I don't. God, I, Mr. Waters. I, I said it. Waters, Mr. Waters, Mr. Waters. Yes, uh, he draws from all manner <laughs> of water.
1: I can't uh, not say. I Mr. Don't know waters, if... like I'm, uh, like I'm John Travolta saying uh, Gabe Kaplan's name, Mr. Waters. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Waters. Welcome uh, back, read. Waters. Keep going, but, uh, please. Uh, Parka. <laughs>
0: The other reason I, I pair these two is because they both are the the sweatiest-ass villains. <laughs> I mean, at least Cold can put an absolute zero down the pants every now and again. Yes. Because don't worry, that will thaw alive.
1: <laughs> You'll be fine.
0: But sometimes it'll thaw very alive, if you know what I'm saying, ladies. <laughs>
1: They don't. (laughs) No, they don't. No, I
0: what the I, they just, they're they're stuck on the parka and the glasses and the physics. Yeah. And the the cyclotron.
1: I don't blame them for that. No.
0: They live in a universe where there's Martian Manhunter and uh, (laughs) and Lanterns and shit, but they're still stuck on the cyclotron.
1: Right. They live in a universe where they know what a multiverse is. Yeah. And are forced to deal with it on a daily basis. That's funny. Um, but yes, parkas. I wonder if that's why they became friends because one day, you know, uh, after a particularly hard bank robbery, you know, they, all the rogues come back and, 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 you know, they, they made out with a bunch of money and, you know, they're, they're, you know, they go back to the safe house and they're, they're, they're divvying up their, their ill gotten gains and heat sitting there just melting in this, uh, asbestos yeah. suit and cold sitting across the room from him. And he's like, you know. We've been doing this for about four years now, and, um, you know, maybe I should uh, – maybe I should, a little outreach might go a long way, you know? So I'm going to walk over there and be like, you know, I can handle that for you. And I wonder if that's how their friendship started, with him just like blasting him once with his absolute yeah, zero gun. I, I mean like, trust me, I know what it's like.
0: Right. You know, you get home, and you wring out your costume, and it's just <laughs> full of brine and <laughs> – I've been there. I live that. So let me just, just trust
1: me. Yay. Wow. I like the idea of wringing out your asbestos costume. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot of upper body strength, by the way, to wring out your asbestos copy, or costume. Yes, it
0: does. You, you have to basically get you one of those old-timey uh, laundry ringers. Mm-hmm. I mean that's your best bet. Just crank that sucker through and just have a big trough to catch it all in. Um,
1: also problematic, you know he. This is this was the beginning of you know he went for a long time, you know with his as we the aforementioned non-lethal crime wave where he would freeze people and somehow they would thaw just fine. Yeah. Go back to their daily life. Oh, probably you get to the office. He also would put entire you know entire parts of town into suspended animation. With this cold, which you can do yeah. with cold, apparently.
0: Um, oh, yeah. Well, with absolute zero.
1: Sure, sure, sure.
0: We're not talking the, you know, Fahrenheit or Celsius scale zero. We're talking absolute zero.
1: Theoretical. Which is whole,
0: yeah. yeah it, uh, we're not really sure um, how that works.
1: Nobody's sure. including but We him. know it
0: does. Yeah, Dr. Sagan went to his grave <laughs> with that knowledge. <laughs>
1: We, last we are, words
0: absolute zero last
1: words I know how. I know all about absolute zero and then died what <laughs> tell us Carl tell us god damn it Carl Sagan. it
0: <laughs> how can you leave us with that knowledge on your dying breath.
1: Ask that asshole Stephen Hawking, and then dies. And like what? What is happening right now? It's all. And now you record. have like this,
0: this like science Ouija going on in some secret lab where they're trying to
1: science Ouija.
0: <laughs> it, it, it's all virtual.
1: <laughs> I, I now want a science Ouija. I want I want a, a sci a science.
0: Yeah. Oh, a scion. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Every once in a while I get one. That's, that's mine for today. A (laughs) scion. Um, but yeah, you know, and then he has kind of the standard flippy floppy career of, you know, either being a bounty hunter who, you know, kind of is the, the heart of gold villain after crisis where he, um, you know, hunts the bad guys for money, but also will help the Flash in a pinch, to going back to being the leader of the rogues gallery to flipping back to, um, you know, to being a good guy, um, to flipping back to, you know, starting another legion of super villains and, you know, it's just back and forth and back and forth and back and forth because, you know, that's what he does. Um, up into now, and we're not going to get into, um, post new 52, where he was a straight up superhero. Kind of akin to um, the, uh, what was the, oh god damn it, was it Earth-3, Cole?
0: Yes, yes it was,
1: Earth-3. Yeah. Where, um, where he was a, um, you know, he absolutely was a superhero on Earth-3 because all of the, you know, all the villains were heroes, all the heroes were villains, blah, blibbidi bloppity blorp um, But, yeah, and I mean that's basically the story of, of, of. Of Captain Cold, you know, this on again, off again relationship with the flask where I honestly think they're because because Captain Cold 100 percent doesn't kill people, like 100 percent doesn't kill people. Unlike Rory, who has killed in the past and probably will again, like uh, Michael Myers from Halloween, unlike the top, unlike all of these other guys who, you know, really, really dance on the line of of crossing over into, you know, uh, can't-look-the-other-way-isms. Captain Cold has adhered to his rogues code of not killing anybody, um, yeah. even though he did try to steal the Flash's wife multiple times.
0: Well, that cuckolding <laughs> is not the same as murder. They're not even close.
1: That's, I guess In most you're right. states, it's still perfectly legal. I, I suppose you're right, Cole.
0: Cuckolding. I mean, yeah, as long as it's not South Carolina, I think they're safe. <laughs>
1: You're you're correct, Cole. You're 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 right. I, I <laughs> but still, it has to make. I you mad. I have to come in
0: and advocate sometimes <laughs> on the legal end of things. Like.
1: <laughs> but still, still, it has to make you mad as the Flash, right?
0: Yeah. Um. I'm, but, no,
1: I'm not know. saying
0: it's right, but you know, it, at least it's not like poor Sue Dibney.
1: Oh, oh God.
0: <laughs> or, uh, Kyle Rayner' girlfriend.
1: Oh God. Oh <laughs> yeah, it took a
0: dark turn there but it, you know started off on a dark turn so Way yeah like
1: the, the, i did but i think that's why um, is is that he never he never crossed that line for the flash it, as as villainous as he might have been he never he never went over the edge he never and and it, to this day captain cold is looked at from the flash as most of the marvel universe kind of looks at the punisher yeah you know you, you, you we we don't like you we're probably going to take you through the authorities yeah right but for some reason we kind of let you hang around even though you murder everyone exactly so that's why he I we think that's really why have he a,
0: a curious um, relationship with the Punisher now that we think about it. You know, the Avengers are kind of sitting around talking one night and after hours because you know they clock in and out like the <laughs> Sure. Like the sheepdog in the cartoons.
1: Yes, yeah, it's like Flintstones. Yeah, exactly. Yabba dabba doo <laughs> Sure. Thor's like what what
0: is Yabba Dabba Doo?
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. I think Thor would be really into Yabba Dabba Doo. Uh, Here we go going
0: back to Asgard. Yabba Dabba Doo, everybody And
1: they're like, What the what the hell? Yabba Dabba Doo <laughs> Volstag's like, uh, yeah, like What? Yep you know, Volsak, you of all, I would imagine, would embrace Yabba Dabba <laughs> The mythos, the, the mythos of Yabba Dabba too. <laughs>
0: That's right.
1: But yeah, I think that that's why. So that's where we are, man. That's the end. Do you, What wrap us up. I, Give us some final I think, thoughts. I think
0: ultimately, you know, you have this sort of uh, salt and pepper matching here. Uh, where you have, uh, you know, they're they're complementary, like that illegal peanut butter and jelly, where you have, you know, the hot and cold. And, <laughs> the Katy
1: Perry's, sure.
0: Yeah. And that, uh, you uh, you know, they make that kind of nice pairing because when they do team up, you've got the traditional, you know, fire and ice. Uh, you know, it's sort of a give to me your leather, take off me.
1: damn it. My lace. God damn it. Really? That's what we're going to do? <laughs> That's how we're going to end. Oh, my God. You're going you're gonna to take one of my I favorite to, songs of all time. I have not
0: physically pissed you off in a long time.
1: Mega hit. My God damn it. God damn
0: it. <laughs> I have a certain love for that song as well, just not the level of reverence that I... I...
1: That is a... Leather and Lace is a fantastic song. (laughs) And now I'm never going to be able to hear it. How dare I? Now the only way I'm going to be able to hear it is thinking about Captain Cold and (laughs) Heatwave.
0: Yeah, looking across at each other through goggles.
1: (sighs) It's fine. It's kind of a
0: point break style. Point break
1: style? You know what? (laughs) You're not wrong. The... (laughs) These two definitely have a point-break relationship. Yes, they
0: do. <laughs> it helps me overcome my fear of cold. <laughs> yep.
1: Oh, God. All right, well, why don't you give us some final thoughts on these rogues villains, these flashes rogues?
0: This has been uh, just a delight been and a lot of fun to uh, play with. And I'm really excited because I did not have a next roguish eyes lined up, I don't think. I'd have to go back and look. But I love the idea of kind of working our way through the rogues, the villains that are most heavily attached to one daredevil.
1: I went and looked after we talked about it, and there are some goodies.
0: Oh, God, yes.
1: You know, everybody from the owl to bullseye to kingpin, just...
0: Well, Please. kingpin's gonna be like our, our middle, <laughs> yeah, middle arc. Like we always put somebody like Gorilla Grodd or, mm-hmm. or somebody big in the middle. Uh, you know, he'll be like our linchpin kingpin. Love it. But, Love There's uh,
1: somebody big in the middle.
0: Yeah, so, uh, you know, Roguish Eyes Four, Devil May Care. It's good to be the king.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ! That, Stop just that, writing this stuff. <laughs> That's
0: Already, issue of an arc that may not be around for seven months. But, sure,
1: uh, it will, it'll be a while.
0: Well, and speaking of being a while, yeah, we need to talk about a little something now that we're, we're wrapping up. Any uh, other final thoughts on these uh, rogues? But I, I, I really love the fact that we are tackling the rogues that are pretty much the, the villains that give us that term.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I love I love these guys because I think this issue, we finally figured it out. You know, one of the really nice things I like about um, doing the roguish eyes or doing a story arc is working through an overall narrative and trying to figure out what is the thread that ties everything together that, that we're talking about. Why? You know, why? are all of Batman's rogues the way that Batman's rogues are or Spider-Man's or, you know, you know, digging in and, and really kind of doing the math on any of our story arcs. And I think we landed on it here, which was, this is sort of the, this is the entry point into, into becoming a supervillain. And I think in a lot of ways, uh, the flash and Spider-Man function at that level, the same where you can become a Spider-Man supervillain real easy get you a little bit of tech, get you a lubed up suit that you can mm-hmm. slide around the city in and you can be Spider-Man will fight you. Yeah. He'll fight. He will show up. Yeah. He's going to show up for the ball. He'll bring it. He's going to be there. He's, he's a work. It's almost like a working comedian. You know, he'll do a <laughs> weekend in Poughkeepsie if you need it yeah, done. Try. If it pays, he'll do it. Um, and I think, uh, Flash is the same way, where if you're trying to break in as a supervillain, you're not going to start with Batman, because you might die. Yeah. <laughs> because Batman is
0: you relentlessly You might actually fueled. wind up inadvertently getting a coma.
1: <laughs> yes. Not you, from
0: Batman. No. At from all. The that coma. Was not Batman. It's on you. You want to fight Batman? Just a lot of coma things going on. I like
1: now. to think there are, what, five bridges into Gotham, and... If you're going to cross one of those bridges, you are tacitly signing a waiver saying I might I might get a coma that's the coma's fault from Batman. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't get that from Flat. You're going to end up in jail. You're going to. You know that going in.
0: Oh yeah, uh, too sweet. I mean, I'm just But you, you don't have long
1: to wait. But you know you're going to get out. Yeah. And you know you're going to get you know, and then you got a choice to make. Do I go back at it? Did it you know, did I play my did did I play my one game did I fulfill my lifelong dream of playing a game in, in the minor leagues in baseball? Am I bull during am I bull this or am I going or am I gonna am I gonna break in? You know, am I gonna give it a real shot? And I, I think that's what this is. This is the this is the minor leagues. This is the Bush leagues for the big league. And you and, and in a lot of ways cold and heat wave and uh, mirror master. And these guys are sort of the
0: team coaches. Absolutely. Yeah. And an important thing to realize in addition to the no kill rule,
1: there's no crying in the rogues gallery. That's right. There's no crying in the rogues gallery. Now, now I want to see a rogues gallery movie with captain cold played by Tom Hanks <laughs> That's right. in the parka. Uh,
0: Check out these goggles!
1: <laughs> Damn it! All right, those are my final thoughts. If you don't have any, I think now, I we think should you were probably leaning... go ahead.
0: I, I was leaning in. I uh, like Captain Cold or Heat Wave or both. Um, we this is our our final for a while weekly episode or issue of the show. We're going sure. to uh, we're going to drop back to every other week to uh, give Andy a break because Andy is just. He got a little older.
1: Good Lord, man. All right. <laughs> well, what
0: are you now, old man? Uh, oh, wait a minute. I'm like 11 or 12 years older than you. So shut up. Shut up. Shut up, uh, But we uh, we were discussing, um, you know, in the interest of not getting too burned out on all this. We love it. Absolutely can't get enough of it. But at the same time, we don't want to get to the, into the point where we're... Getting enough of it, sure. And uh, what are you, uh, forty-two now?
1: Forty. I think I'm forty-three.
0: Forty-three. Okay, yeah. So we were, we we're going to call this the New Forty-Three. <laughs> this is our our brand new uh, imprint. Yeah, where we're, this is the New Forty-Three. I finally found my notes here. So for the following forty-three weeks. We are going to be on a every-other-week basis. But but there's more. Yes. We're not going to stop doing podcasting on those off weeks because we're us. And one of the topics that perpetuate, that we absolutely adore here at Hey Kids Comics is toys. Yes. There are always plenty of comic toys to talk about, but... There are so many other toys. I've done 36 weeks, I think, uh, or 36 uh, episodes of Isle of Toys over on DallasOnAir.com on the uh, third Sunday of every month from 9.30 to 10.30 a.m. at Central. That's DallasOnAir.com for Isle of Toys. That is my live streaming toy podcast, uh, live video stream. But we're going to venture into – the audio realm with an in-depth look at toys, kind of from the approach that we take with this show. Right. Where we're going to think about toys, we're going to analyze, we're going to talk about different trends and different aspects and different, not just, you know, hey, here's what's coming out that we're really excited about, though there will be a lot of that. Yeah. We're going to pretty much open each episode with some toy news. And then we're going to talk about different kinds of toys, all kinds of toys, not just the ones that, that you know, uh, middle-aged white guys like us are all about. Right. We want to explore so many aspects of toys uh, that often don't get talked about. So basically look forward to uh, beginning this coming Sunday, the alternate Sundays that Isle of Toys has not aired on this very network, on the Jedi Cole universe, at JediCole.com, be ready for our new show, All the Toys.
1: So, essentially, what's happening is, we're going bi-weekly on Hey Kids Comics, in order to do a show about toys, because... When Cole and I aren't talking about comic books, all we're talking about are toys. And half the time when we're talking about comic books, we're talking about the toys. And a quarter of the time we're doing this show, we're talking about toys.
0: Oh, exactly. We're in the pre-show, or post-show. During uh, the show. During the show, yeah. We'll, we'll often invoke toys while we're on a given subject. Uh, I mean, it's like uh, the the C and the two T's that we often talk about, you know, that those are the things we concentrate on are comics, toys, and trilobites. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, no, we're just both so silly for every species of trilobite.
1: I love – I do love a trilobite. I do. I have one that I found.
0: Uh, yes, uh, prehistoric invertebrates are, are very popular, but we, we're, we're kind of focused.
1: yes. So this gives us an opportunity to not get burnt out on comics after 356 hours of recording. And we're not stopping talking about comics. We're just going to talk about toys a little bit as well.
0: I think that we are can say that we are dangerously close to 400 hours.
1: Oh, yes. I think that's a
0: fair. Overall, with the specials and annuals and such, plus all the other... God knows how often the one hour show would be an hour and 20 minutes or two and a half hours. We actually had one that was, I think the record was like two hours and 24 minutes.
1: <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so starting next week, we're going to alternate Hey Kids comics with all the toys. And frankly, I could not be more excited. I, I really couldn't. Um, I love talking about comics. Comics are great. I'm surrounded by comics right now, but I'm also surrounded by toys and, and, There are – right now in this – in the toy industry, there is more going on than I think there ever has been, and I think that taking a look at toys the way we look at comics, taking a look at the themes, um, taking a look at what's changed, what's new, what's coming, why it's happening – I think it's high time somebody did that, and who – if not us, who?
0: Exactly. Exactly. And I, I'm personally really looking forward to this because naturally, I did all – when I had the opportunity to do another one-hour show at Dallas on air, I went immediately for toys. So right,
1: right for sure. All right, well, let's let these people go next week. What what are next week? What are we bringing to the table, Cole? We might as well we might as well plug our uh, what we're doing.
0: Well, we are uh, God we of course, coming to you from Jedi Cole University at com, home of Hey Kids Comics and soon All the Toys. And uh, you can write to us at uh, jcumail at yahoo.com and uh, look for me on the Rancor Pit Live first and third Sundays of every month at DallasOnAir.com, 930 to 10, I'm sorry, 1030 to 1130 a.m. Central. And proceeded from 9:30 to 10:30 a.m. Central on the third Sundays every month by the aforementioned Isle of Toys.
1: Right, and I think that our first our first episode of all the toys we're just kind of kind of set the ground rules a little bit. We're going to talk about um, why we wanted to do the show and you know what drove us to collect toys the way that we do because. At some point, we you have to have a conversation with yourself and ask yourself, "Is this a problem?" And then the inevitable answer is, "No, I'm just going to keep going." So I think that's that's where we're at. This is our therapy for ourselves.
0: Yes, indeed we we need this more than you know.
1: <laughs> You're doing us a favor by letting us do this show.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: All right. So until uh, until the next Hey Kids Comics in two weeks. Buy, collect, enjoy your comics, and keep spreading that four color love in theoretical absolute zero. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Say good night, Cole.
0: Good night, everybody. And be sure and collect, enjoy, and uh, harbor anti controversy.